Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast, episode 43, which at the time of this recording is Peter's age. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, Yay. you said it. You gave me ammunition, and I I am it. I am that old. That is Peter. I'm Orion. We talk Bible on this show. Orion is not 43. I'm 40. Forty. Forty. <laughs> We've already had that episode, though. You missed your chance. I did. This is my time. My apologies. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Your time to shine. <laughs> Not even. We're in the Book of Luke, and we've been talking about the Book of Luke in recent podcast episodes. And if you've got some like, ideas you want to share or some feedback you want to give us, uh, you can do that. Email address podcast at morethanhearers.com. There's also a website you can go to there. Someday we might have some blog material, but you can definitely listen to other podcasts there and see our very clever podcast album art. It's called. I forgot we do that. We do that. It's pretty clever. That doesn't come up in a lot of the apps. No, I know. I, I got to figure out why. Because right, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would. It'd be... We work harder on that than you realize. Yes. The people deserve to see that, I that art. Something about, oh yes, facebook.com slash more than hearers and Instagram at more than hearers. Um, we also have Twitter contacts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You forgot those on the last episode. How do you remember that far back? Uh, it was a long time ago, but <laughs> I remember. Yes, at MTH <laughs> underscore Peter. I did forget to mention those on the last episode. <laughs> I'm at Orion Plays Music. We also. Have uh, a desire to see your five star reviews in the podcast app that you listen to this on. Uh, if you're on the website, you can't leave a review there, um, but you can uh, recommend us to your friends. Oh, you should share this with people that you think <gasps> would value it. Yeah, that'd be cool. And if you want to contribute to this broad view uh let's talk about bible and get other people to talk about bible thing um we just i call it a ministry it's a podcast ministry uh you can email not email it's a it's an email address you can go to paypal.com and i don't even know how to do it but apparently you can donate or give what do you just do you just give send money it's like send money yeah you send money yeah to us if you want, podcast at morethanhearers.com as a PayPal address there. And that's it. We're going to be in the book of Luke, and we're in chapter 20. And Peter found something very hysterical at the, toward the end of that. I don't know. No, no, it's He's not, not going to share. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. Uh, I understand. Uh, it's not what it's for. Okay. I also uh, inhaled wrong and yeah. tried really hard to not, like, hack into the microphone. Earlier this evening, I inhaled wrong. Yes. And um, my wife was trying to say, uh, like, I needed water or something. I said, no, I, I, no, I need the chip that I inhaled to dissolve from the walls of my lung. That's... Yeah. Chips don't go in lungs. <laughs> no. Are I you like to, to eat chips? them. Oh. I shouldn't have tried to breathe it. Yes. Uh, we were created, created beings. I, I believe this. To breathe air. And eat chips. Our life began with God breathing into us, mm-hmm. not chips. No, he did not breathe chips. No, nope. not at all. Nope. Let that be a lesson to you, sir. Yeah. I like that she was chastising me, though. Uh, she goes, are you sure it wasn't just your windpipe? I said, it was probably my windpipe. Okay, I thought long. 
She said, you can't podcast tonight if you sound that way. I said, uh, we could. I still will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to come up with a really unique voice, too. I don't know what I got here. Uh, Luke chapter 20. I'm charging headlong towards the end of Luke. Starting in verse 1. It says, one day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news... The chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. They said, tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? They said, who gave you this authority? Now, before I get to Jesus' answer, I saw something I hadn't seen before. Like, even in prep. All right. So I don't have, like, a grand revelation on it, but it's there and I want to acknowledge it. Yeah, share it. Verse 1. One day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news. Okay. We don't really talk about the good news being proclaimed until we get to Acts. Right, because... Post-resurrection. The the good news is the resurrection. Right. So... hmm. And we see like three or four instances, because we make fun of them, where he tells the disciples, the Son of Man is going to be turned over, uh, put to death, three days later he'll rise. And they were like, we don't understand, but we're not asking any questions. Right, so what's to say he wasn't doing that here? I know. I I just never saw it before. Yeah, that's neat. I don't know what it means, but it's there. So the chief chief the chief priests chief priests mm-hmm. chief chief the priest of chief. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Uh, here we go. The chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority are you doing these things? They said, "Who gave you this authority?" And he replied. I will also ask you a question. I hate it when people answer a question with a question. Mm. It's uh, you're being Christ-like when you do it. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. He says, tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves, and it doesn't say it here, probably because they knew this was a trap. But they discussed it among themselves and they said, if we say from heaven, he'll ask, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. That's a good trap. So they answered, (laughs) we don't, we don't know where it's from. You ever ask your kids, what were you thinking? I don't know. Mm -hmm. How can you not know? Right. I don't know. Because they weighed in their mind. This sounds like a trap. Yeah. Whatever I say, I lose. Yep. Well, guess what? You saying I don't know made me matter than anything else you could have yeah, said. You also lost. Yeah, it's like no. So they go, uh, uh, we don't know where it's from. And Jesus goes, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. Oh, that's yeah. yeah if you can't, if you don't too. already know John's, who was three years ago, I'm not going to tell you mine. He's got some attitude there. He, I told you. Yep. I told you. If you loved sarcastic Jesus in the previous chapters. You're really going to like snarky Jesus in chapter 20. He is bringing the tood. It's going to get worse. It's like he's at the end of this this 33 years or whatever, right? And he's like, I've had it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You're going to kill me anyway. Why? Like, I, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> wait, 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 what? wait, we're asking the I questions here. I don't have here. to tell you anything. I rest my case, Your Honor. Case dismissed. He went on to tell the people this parable. And that's what I love. He went on to tell, like, the chief priests and the teachers of the law are there talking to him while he's, he's trying to teach the people and proclaim the good news, right? And they ask him this question. He has this side dialogue with them, and he goes, I'm not going to tell you anything. Next verse. So he went on to tell the people this parable. He just turns his back on him and goes right back to the people, and he goes, A man planted a vineyard. He rented it to some farmers, and he went away for a long time. 
At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. So he sent another servant, but that one they also beat and treated shamefully, and he went away empty-handed. He sent a third. No, no, no. I was seeing the pattern. No, don't send another guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did I misquote it? No, 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 we got to keep going. How many guys are you going to send? He sent a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. The owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? What do you think he's going to do, Ryan? He's going to send another guy. I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. Hmm. Does this sound like a story you've heard? I, I recognize something about this. Yeah. I don't know if you knew, but before uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's a whole bunch of other books. Oh, they're old. They're old. <laughs> they're like a testament to old. Okay. <laughs> That's what Sort that of means. an Old Testament, if you will. All right. Okay. And a lot of these books are like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, You're naming Joel. a bunch of prophets. Ah, uh-huh. uh, what'd they do to those guys? Uh, I... I, uh, Beat him up and threw him out? Apparently there's some evidence that, <laughs> that yeah, okay. the prophets were killed. So what did God do? Uh, he sends Jesus. His son whom he loves? Yeah. Okay, here. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Man, this is some dark stuff. You were right. Jesus has no, like, he's got no gentle, There's like. There's nothing left. The yeah, lamb yeah. he's been carrying around and petting for 30 years, he's broken its neck and thrown it on the ground. He is done with all of this. Yeah, and he's calling out. These chief priests and teachers of the law who just tried to call him out. I'm not going to tell you anything. And he turns to the people and goes, let me tell you a story. This guy has a vineyard. He plans, he rents it out. Uh, and he goes to collect his share. And they beat up the guy he sent. So he sends another, beat him up, send another, beat him up. He goes, my dad's been doing this for years. So the guy sent his son. That's me. It's not me, Peter. It's yeah. Jesus. And he goes, uh, and they didn't just beat him up. They killed him figuring that then they'd have no more issue because that's the end of the line. The inheritance is there and it's dead. So it's bound to come to them. And so instead, the, the owner of the vineyard is going to come and kill them and give the vineyard to others. Jesus goes, you've been beating up prophets for years. They're going to kill me. My father is done with them. He's going to give this kingdom to someone else. It's the good news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's though. It's so dark. But are, I, are you not someone I'm a else? Recipient of okay the yeah, the the benefit. I'm I'm a recipient of the inheritance. You're a beneficiary of the rebellion. Uh, yes. And man, I have guilt over that. I don't have guilt. Good for you. I we can yeah yeah. I I just I I know it's not my uh, cross to bear <laughs> to to feel someone else's guilt. I just feel I just feel like bad that these guys were as boneheaded as I would have been. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's the lesson I think. I'm sure. I God's got mercy that I don't understand. Yeah. So I just I let let him have this this whole thing because I don't know what to do with it. 
And it goes on to say, this when the people heard this, they said, God forbid, exclamation point. Jesus looked directly at them and he says, then what's the meaning of that which is written? And he quotes this verse from Psalm 118. It's the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. He goes, if this story I just told isn't true, what, what's the meaning of this? He goes, everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces and anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. Hey. It's so cool because it's so prophetic. It's metal. Like this is a, uh, this is like metal Jesus. He's, it's smooth jazz Jesus. No, it is not. This is hardcore. <laughs> he he's like, I'm so tough that whatever comes into contact with me, like coming against, like trying to trying to move into the space that I occupy, obliterated. He goes, if it moves against me, it's going to be dashed to pieces, and, and if, if I and move if I against where it, it is, then it's going to get crushed. Yeah. That's it's hardcore Jesus here. It's I love it. He has spike bracelets at this time. <laughs> and a wallet on a chain. Yes, a yes. long chain. Yeah. Like tempting. Go ahead, try to grab it. Yeah. Dare you. You look at that, you see that chain. You went Dash to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew they had, he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. Verse 20, one of my favorite... Gosh, I say that so much, O'Ryan. Mm-hmm. i got to find a new word. One of, this is one of my favorite Jesus interactions. Okay. Keep a close watch on him. Keeping a close watch on him. They sent spies who pretended to be sincere, and they hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So, like, the, the Jewish leaders can't touch him. So they're going to trip him up on some sort of municipal issue. This is a guy that pulled... Uh, a wee man named Zacchaeus out of a tree, or call, called him down by name. Yeah, just blind, like never him seen him before, and predicted a colt that had never been rid- ridden, happened to be tied up, that the owners would be okay with him walking off with. Like, I thought you said colt at first. I'm glad I what figured I out colt. What it sounded you? like colt, like he predicted a colt. What do you? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? What cult did Jesus predict? Oh, are you, are you putting a you in there? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what it okay. sounded like. I got you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just funny that, that they think, oh, we'll pretend to be sincere, and he won't know <laughs> the difference. Yeah. He knew Zach's name, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everybody knows Zach. Uh, so, verse 21, the spies questioned him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right, and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Because here's the, here's the issue. Jesus goes, yes, then everybody's going to be just as mad at him as they're mad at tax collectors. Because darn Caesar and taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Invading, occupying force, darn them. And if he goes, no, they're going to call the IRS and go, this man's a tax dodger and cheat. Lock him up. Yeah. Speaking against Caesar. It's a good trap. It's not even, is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Rome? They call Caesar by name because to speak against Caesar was a capital punishment. Capital crime. Deserving a capital punishment. Yeah, that's the one. So uh, he saw through their duplicity, (gasps) what? Mm. And said to them, show me a denarius whose image and inscription are on it. Well, Caesar's, they replied. Well, he said to them, then give back to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Mic drop. He's still saying... They got to pay the taxes. Yeah. 
I hate this verse for that reason. <laughs> but the the of course the answer is genius because Jesus said it, right? Yeah. But uh, there's a there's another principle in here too of give back to Caesar what is Caesar. And we go, oh, you got to pay your taxes, and back to God what is God's. What is God's? Everything. I am. Everything I have is. It all goes to God. After Caesar gets his share. No oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Pay your taxes, people. Understand that everything you have belongs to God. They weren't able to trap him in what he had said there in public. Astonished by his answer, they became silent. Some of the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, There were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and the third married her in the same way. The seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? And Jesus goes, lock that lady up. She's killing her husband. This is also a good trap. It is. I love that. I really enjoy these. If you you drag these out a little bit more, you could make some good... Like suspenseful, add the right music. Yeah, this would be some interesting stories. We were in the islands this summer, my wife and I. We went to the Bahamas. Yeah, you swam with pigs. We swam with pigs. It was amazing. If you're like swimming with pigs, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Google Bahamas swimming pigs. It was phenomenal. We had a great time. We went on this harbor tour in Nassau. We we've been to Nassau a few times before. We'd never done this harbor tour before, and they were showing us the houses of the rich and famous in Nassau. Um, and the tour guide lady's telling this house is Oprah. That's Oprah's guest house, which was phenomenal. Anyway, she goes, and this house belongs to the richest woman in all the Bahamas. She didn't tell us what her name was. She goes, she's had uh, five husbands. Four of them died from mushroom poisoning. The fifth one died of a blow to the head because he wouldn't eat his mushrooms. No. It's not a true story, okay. man. Whew. But it's funny. <laughs> we all laugh. Okay. She's probably, she's probably the richest woman in the Bahamas because she never got married. That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so they go, uh, this, this lady, she's had seven husbands. They all died um, at the resurrection, which, mind you, the Sadducees don't even believe in the resurrection, which is what they're setting Jesus up for. Uh, whose wife is she going to be since the seven were married to her? And Jesus goes, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they're like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. It's a direct quote from Exodus 3.6. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. Some of the teachers of the law responded, well said, teacher, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. It's funny because it's one of the rare times where some of the teachers of the law were like, you got it, Jesus. It's because of this rift of this divide that went on between Pharisees and Sadducees, this belief in the resurrection and this disbelief in the resurrection. And what Jesus taught and said here was in support of the resurrection of the dead. The other piece of it is, is 
you know, he, he loosely answers this uh, question that comes up in church all the time of, are we going to know our spouse or our family or whatever in heaven? And how is that all going to work? And Jesus goes, it's, it's, when you get there, it's not what you're going to be worried about. You're not marrying, given in marriage. It's not the point of being in the presence of God. We, the, go ahead. No, no, you. No, you. Sorry. I, I was going to move on. I was trying to butt in. Okay. Uh, there's a verse that uh, that says that God is the God of the living and of the dead. I can't find it. I'm not looking for it, but I can't find it. But it's just, um, you can hear me typing probably. Uh, I can't find it because everything I look for is finding this Luke passage where he's not a God of the dead. But of the living but, and for him, for to him all are alive. I, I think the only way, uh, if you find the verse holler, but the way I reconcile that, Orion, is those who are spending eternity with him are living. Those who are spending eternity not with him, dead. Uh, that's sort of a nihilist, uh, annihilation theory, maybe? Uh, no, not know. directly. Not necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's just it's an interesting thing because uh, I attended, a, I think it was a funeral, and my wife is so cool about, she she reads the Bible and she does devotions and stuff and so she's got all this stuff packed in her head and uh and we were at a church and the um uh, the priest said uh something about a god of the I think he said of the living and the dead and then Lane my wife leans over to me and goes uh uh Bible says he's god of the living not the dead and I go whoa we look it up. So like we're like looking it up. Forget whatever the next ten minutes of the <laughs> memorial. Because you're too busy <laughs> trying to scramble and find it. Yeah, and we found it. But then it was it was later that we found the other verse, and it was like, oh, so he was actually kind of right. But it's just an interesting thing yeah. that, that that phrase is in there: the living and the dead, and then the living, not the dead. And that yeah. sounds kind of contradictory. But then you can argue that. Anyway, I, I can't find it now, so I feel like I made it up. But um, If it comes up, if you find it, we can address it in episode 44. That's true. I, yeah. I think it's worth addressing because it is an apparent contradiction. So I now don't, we have to resolve it. Right, I, I do like addressing apparent contradictions. and I do, As I, do I. I don't like making them up, though. <laughs> I don't like fabricating <laughs> them. Verse 41. Jesus said to them, why is it said that the Messiah is the son of David? He goes... David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Psalm 110 verse 1. David calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? This is where Jesus is going, I am the son of David. Right here. But Lord over David. Sit. Look at, you've known this verse. It's been around since, well, David. (laughs) It's like... 700 years, 750 years or something before Jesus. I can't remember the exact one you were going to write in and go, how did you not know it was 728 years? I don't know how many years it was. Yeah, you'd love for someone to write in. I would. I actually would love it, even if it was proving me wrong. Um, I'd rather you write in and prove me right, but prove me wrong. I don't care. So he goes, why is it said then that the Messiah is going to be the son of David? If David said, how could David call him Lord if he's going to be the son of David? And it just leaves it there. It's just this little piece in the middle. And it says, while all the people were listening, this is verse 45, Jesus said to his disciples, beware of the teachers of the law. 
They like to walk around in flowing robes and love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. And this is the weirdest place to end a chapter and to end an episode. But it's really simply this, guys. I found it. And gals. Oh, oh, <laughs> then before I try to Should do I? a really clever ending, please. Okay. Where is it? So, uh, Romans 14, 9. <gasps> We've and actually I, covered this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. How uh, terrible. So I'm probably already told the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so. I've never heard it before. For, for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. Oh, but can it's we like, approach it in context? Uh, please do. And, oh. and I'd love to settle this. Uh, and, and this is Paul talking. And Paul's going to take liberties with certain things that... That Jesus, I mean, obviously Paul's going to aim to be in sync with Jesus. He, he's never aiming to overwrite or overrule anything that Jesus said. Go ahead, you got context. If you want to really understand Romans 14, I suggest you uh, either in your podcast app or via the website, go look up episode 14. 14. We covered Romans 14. But you're right, it's Romans 14 verse 9. Let's go back to verse 7. For none of us lives lives none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone if we live we live for the lord and if we die we die for the lord so whether we live or die we belong to the lord for this very reason christ died and returned to life so that he might be the lord of both the dead and the living and, and that is that's include that's talking about believers already in christ yes, yes. physical they, death ones who not. are currently alive in the body right. or dead in the body. Yes. That's all that, that means. It's yeah. not necessarily the same and Jesus way is talking Jesus is about, addressing. Right. Jesus is talking about... Spiritual life and death. Yes. So, yeah. it's They're both right and they don't contradict. Correct. I'm so glad we actually addressed that in the same episode. I'm, I'm glad too. I'm grateful for that. I'm going to wrap up chapter 20 and we're done. So, here we go. This whole thing, Jesus says, beware of the teachers of the law. And he just lays out this image. He goes, they walk around in flowing robes and they want to be greeted in the marketplace. And they love the attention that comes with it, is what he's saying. And he goes, beware those people. He goes, they devour widows' houses and for a show they make lengthy, pra- lengthy prayers. He goes, they're all about the show and the appearance and no substance and Church, even though your podcast audience, it's still, we're all part of the family of God, therefore we're all the church. you got to know, you got to watch out for these people who are in it for the attention. It's the wrong motive to get into the teaching of the word and the proclaiming of the gospel. It is literally the only purpose for doing it is to set people free in the same way we've been set free. It is not to gain notoriety, fame, fortune, or anything else because it all belongs to God. 